Hey guys, this is SoundHub, your weekly source for no-nonsense tech and audio news. I'm your host, Drew Pearson, recording from the bipolar weather state of Michigan. Seriously, we just went from the teens to the mid-40s in two days, and this week should be in the 50s, possibly touching 60. Crazy. Anyways, we need to clear something up, guys. On last week's episode, I touted the sound quality of the Apple HomePod, and it wasn't but 24 hours later that Consumer Reports ranked it behind the Sonos One and Google Home Max. So here's the thing about Consumer Reports, and this is coming from a subscriber. Their judging criteria doesn't always align with mine. Take cars, for instance. They give crash test scores and reliability more weight in the ratings than, say, how fun it is to drive. As a car enthusiast, I don't take their ratings to heart because I know their methodology behind the scores. And in this instance, with the HomePod, they are like that one movie critic on Rotten Tomatoes that takes an Oscar movie down from a 100% rating to a 99%. Just think of them like that in this case. The HomePod is universally praised for its sound quality. The best thing you can do is just get yourself to an Apple store and test it out for yourself. See if you like it. That's really all I'm going to say about that. Last week's episode was pretty easy because everyone was talking about the HomePod. This week, however, there wasn't anything special going on in the audio world. And bear with me as I finalize my vision for this podcast. I don't want to just review products. I want to help you, dear listener, navigate the confusing market out there and help you purchase tech products you will be proud of and happy with. So for this week, I will be talking about TVs. Everyone loves TVs, but the process of choosing one can be a bit intimidating And the landscape out there has definitely changed since the first flat screens were introduced. If your TV is feeling a bit stodgy on your shelf, sit back, relax, I'm here to help. We can get one thing out of the way quickly. Uh, It is 2018. If you are buying a TV in 2018, it should be 4K. Period. 4K is also called Ultra HD by some companies but it's simply referring to the resolution or number of pixels the TV has. If your TV is old, it is probably 1080p or even 720p. A 720p TV has about 921,000 pixels, which sounds like a lot, but a 1080p TV has about 2.1 million, and 4K translates to about 8.9 million pixels. That means that a 4K television has about four times the resolution of a 1080p TV, hence the name 4K. You may be thinking, Drew, I only have Blu-ray or a cable box. I don't watch 4K stuff. Well, my answer to that is just buy the 4K. You'll thank me once you set it up and years from now, when everything you watch is 4K, and your TV is not obsolete. If you buy a model with a good processor inside, 
It will even do a decent upscale of your 1080 material to a slightly sharper quality. But it's important to note that upscale 1080 material will never look as detailed as say a 4K Blu-ray disc. Now, now that you know you'll be buying a 4K TV, you head off to the store and go to pick out a model and you're confronted by terms like OLED, LED, QLED, and something called quantum dots. Yep, that's right. <clears throat> These terms refer to the types of technology that is involved in producing the picture. LED just describes the light source behind an LCD screen. So I'm just going to simplify this for the purpose of this episode and state that there are two types of TVs on the market, OLED and LCD. Let's break down the details and differences between the two. OLED TVs are only manufactured by LG at this time. Sony does sell an OLED model, but they buy the panel from LG and install their own processing and make it look pretty. The design looks amazing, but they want twice as much money for it than LG is charging for its models. To help explain OLEDs, I will go back to an older type of TV. Do you remember plasma TVs? Of course you do. They were known as having the best picture quality you could buy at the time. And a lot of that was owed to the fact that the pixels turned completely off in black areas of the picture. Perfect blacks make for a virtually infinite contrast ratio, which has a wonderful effect on picture quality. Plasma technology, however, is dead. But thankfully, it has been replaced by the equally stunning OLED TVs. And OLED, like plasma, can produce perfect black because each pixel is able to light up only as needed. LCDs have backlights that usually illuminate the entire panel at once, resulting in less than perfect blacks. Uh, OLED's ability to turn on and off individual pixels results in the best picture quality you can currently buy. The downsides of OLEDs are that you can really only buy them in two sizes, 55 inch or 65 inch. So if you need your TV larger or smaller than those, you'll be getting an LCD. Also, you probably don't want an OLED if you're planning on installing it in a brightly lit room with a bunch of windows. They don't get as bright as a lot of LCDs. But OLEDs can look absolutely stunning in dark rooms. They also use a bit more electricity than LCDs, but you don't need to worry too much about power usage these days. New TVs are much more efficient than the one you're probably trying to replace. Just figure that your main TV that you regularly watch will cost you between 15 and 30 bucks a year to run. So, OLEDs are the picture quality kings, but LCDs have been employing a number of innovations to put up a decent fight. Next to the OLEDs on the store shelves, you will see a dizzying array of words associated with LCDs. I am here to tell you what is worth caring about. LED 
is just the light source behind the screen. They are more efficient than the old fluorescent backlights and allow for the thin profiles of modern LCD TVs. Samsung and other companies have been pushing its LCD TVs with QLED technology. Uh, this just stands for quantum dot LED. I'm going to simplify this way down. Quantum dots, as they are used in the TVs in stores now, are an enhanced way to build an LCD panel that tries to eliminate the shortcomings of this type of TV. Instead of a white backlight, QLED usually uses a blue one and when combined with the quantum dots just allows for greater color saturation and higher peak brightness. Both of those traits are really good for HDR material, which I'll go into in a minute. If you have decided that an LCD is what you'll be buying, you'll probably want to seek one out with quantum dots if it's in your price range. There, simple. LCDs come in every size you could need. And there are cheap models and premium models. So you have a much wider selection to choose from than you do when buying OLED. As mentioned before, they also get brighter than OLEDs, which can be great if your room is bright. <clears throat> the downside is that only the high-end LCD models have overall picture quality approaching the LG OLED sets. And they usually cost the same or more than those sets. Some manufacturers also have more sophisticated, quote, local dimming backlights, where certain parts of the screen can have the backlight turn off in dark scenes for darker blacks. This is a great feature if you're getting an LCD, but it still doesn't beat OLEDs with their perfect blacks. Guys, we need to talk about refresh rate and calibration. Uh, refresh rate preference is subjective. 120 hertz, as you'll notice on the box of most new T LCD TVs, uh, refers to the number of frames per second the TV is producing. And it's advertised as a plus, but in my opinion, it's trash. In tech circles, the effect this gives your picture is unaffectionately known as the soap opera effect. If you've ever stumbled upon a soap opera during a sick day, you probably already know what I mean. Simply put, 60 hertz looks like a professional film, while 120 hertz looks like it was filmed on an old camcorder. It looks fake because it is. The TV's processor is inserting a simulated frame in between each of the 60 frames your cable box or Blu-ray player is sending it every second to, quote, enhance motion or, quote, smooth the movement. They always have interesting names like motion flow or super motion enhancer or something else with a big, splendid adjective in front of it. Just turn it off if it's on, and do your eyes a favor. This brings me to something that almost no one does, but definitely should try. So, 
you just got your brand new TV home and are firing it up for the first time. You may find that the super very good motion enhancer is turned on. You already know to turn that off because you've been listening, right? You may also find that the picture doesn't look just right. This is because the manufacturers turn the brightness way up so that the TV looks good and catches your attention on the store shelf next to all of the other bright TVs. But it is usually way too bright for the house. The best advice I can give you while you're setting up your new TV is to go to the TV review website ratings.com that's ratings without the A. I have no affiliation with them and this is not a paid plug. They just test almost every model of TV and calibrate them to the best picture they're able to make and they share those settings freely. So go there, click on your model and change your picture settings to theirs. Boom, a great picture without guesswork or stress. And by the way, Geek Squad charges something like $300 to do this to your TV. So I just saved you some money. Another feature we should talk about is HDR. HDR stands for High Dynamic Range. This new standard has significantly improved picture quality within the past couple of years. To me, HDR is just as impressive as the jump from 1080p to 4K was. Without going into a ton of nerdy detail, it's basically an expansion of the contrast ratio and an improvement in brightness. It's a great thing and your next TV should definitely be HDR capable. So, I've talked a lot, but here is the 30 second summary on what you need to make a good decision for your next TV. If you can afford it and your room can be darkened, just get an LG OLED. They are the best you can currently purchase. In full disclosure, when my plasma bites the dust, I'll be picking up an OLED. If you have a bright room or need a size other than 55 inch or 65 inch, or you just want something more affordable, you'll be fine with an LCD. Just make sure that it is HDR capable and quantum dots are also a plus. Check out ratings.com, again that's the word ratings without an A, for comparisons and more detailed model recommendations before you buy. Oh, and calibrate the picture settings so you're getting all of the picture that you've just paid for. Also, don't waste your money on expensive HDMI cables. The thing about digital cables is that they either work or they don't. Uh, there aren't different qualities of the cable that improve the picture. If you plug it in and you see a picture, they are completely adequate. Here's a tip. Just pick up an Amazon Basics cable from Amazon or one from monoprice.com. Both are able to push all of the bandwidth needed for 4K and HDR without draining your wallet. And there you have it. We've made it through the second episode of SoundHub. 
you are now equipped to buy a new TV. And if you like what you've heard, please leave me a review on iTunes. If you have any suggestions or things you'd like to hear in future episodes, email me, drew at soundhubpodcast.com. If you haven't already, and I won't take it personally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Google Play Store, your favorite podcast app, or at soundhubpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.